Hello and welcome to the Creative Business Podcast, the podcast that aims to help you build a better, more successful creative business. I'm Nathan and I'm joined as always by Marcus. How you doing, man? Good, Nathan. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I, uh, have you got the dog down there? Have you? <laughs> can you hear the dog? No, but I can, I can see some, some strange hand action going on there. <laughs> if you're watching this on video, it's a whole other treat. That's, that's right. Um, yeah, no, we've got the dog. Uh, we've got a boot on our leg. Of course, uh, are you riding again? Cause both hands are working. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Both, both hands are fully functional now and, and writing and support is now a joy again. Uh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so what happened to your leg? Uh, oh, you know, I don't, this is terrible, but I don't know. All I, the doctor's hypothesis is I have a broken big toe or I have gout. He cannot figure out which. Another doctor told me I might have an infection. So I've been on all kinds of medications. How old and now are these, how old are these those, doctors? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like 15 or 16? Yes, just... that's right. I only go to juvenile doc. In fact, I prefer to go to pediatricians. They think it's odd, but... <laughs> that's weird, man. Um, so I'll be in a walking boot for four weeks, uh, unless it gets no better, in which case then I'm supposed to come back. And, um, you know, you know, when things are a mystery like that, it's, it's very frustrating, right? It hurts. No one knows why. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe the next doctor they'll send me to is a psychiatrist. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, for those, uh, I mean, the last time we spoke, you were on your way to Hawaii. So, I was. and you were a bit concerned because there was a volcano that was erupting everywhere. And it, it got bigger and bigger, but we were, we were on the op. I, I've never been to Hawaii, so I didn't know the geography. We were very far away from it. I uh, had a wonderful time, no effects, none of the vog or volcanic ash. Uh, it was beautiful. We were on the island of Kauai, which is where I got this fine hat, this cool. Kauai coffee, where it rains every single day. And that was fine too. Some doesn't rain all day long, and it's a very warm rain. So you just learn to sit in the rain for twenty minutes while it rains, because it'll pass. Just like tropical showers, right? Yeah, exactly. And on Kauai is one of the wettest places on Earth, so uh, yeah, it was a great trip. Yeah, it must be stunning then if it rains all that time. I imagine it's just green, 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 right? Every shade of green. Yeah, I. I Every shade of green you can imagine. Yeah, exactly. I'd never been to a tropical environment before, so it was really a different experience. The flowers, the animals, everything's different. Of course, it's just gorgeous. That's why people go. Cool, man. I, so I've got a question that I have to ask you then from the okay. last episode. You, you know what it is? No. no. You remember? No, what is it? Did you, did you switch off? Did you take an email off your phone? Did you, did you do any work while you were away? I, uh, oh, drat. Okay. So I didn't take my laptop, but I didn't completely switch off. In fact, I had one of these experiences where a client fires you in the middle of a vacation because oh, awesome. that happens <laughs> um, sometimes, <laughs> right? You get that email. Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, um, I'm still, I came back to that and I was like, well, now what do I do? So, um, that's okay. Uh, in some ways, it was a client that I was concerned that it was a good fit between our, my needs. It was one of these things where maybe this has happened to you. The client tells you they want something and you create a contract to do something for them. But you also tell them, I don't do these other things. Like I, I do this part of the work 
and someone else will have to do these other things. And in this case, it was certain kinds of technical work. In fact, it was also she had the impression I was going to be coming on as a full-time employee, even though I had told her, no, I'm a, I'm a freelancer. Uh, and so then I got an email that said, well, if you can't come on as a full-time employee, right, then we just can't work together. I, I was just, I, I, I should have been, I don't know how I could have been clearer, but I was yeah. worried about it. So. Some, some, some people just don't want to hear what they don't want to hear. So, Very true. Very true. Now, that's a good segue into a question I wanted to ask you. So let me throw this at you, okay? Go on, then. So I was talking with my, so we built this house and we became, I kind of became friends with my builder and he came over last night to repair something. Um, and he was telling me this very sad story in the building. He says a, a, a very sad story that he has happened repeatedly. He said, this always happens to me. He said, for example, I will pour a driveway that's 20 feet long. And when I look at it, I think, you know, 20 feet's a little small. In this neighborhood, the way everybody else is, I think we should go out to 24 feet. So for free, I'll add on four more feet of contract. I won't even tell them. I'll just frame it out there. Then when the person comes, I'll say, well, it was going to be 20 per the contract, but I thought I would I would have wanted 24, and I think you will enjoy the extra four feet. So I've thrown that in for free. He said, I'm always trying to be such a nice guy by doing it the way I would want it, by making it look so good because it's a reflection of me. But then the client often says, yeah, you're right. Can we go for how much for four more feet? And then my client thinks, then my friend goes, wait, wait, four more feet? Like I gave you four for free. And then he'll, he says, in the moment I have to throw out a number and usually it's way too low. And then they say, oh, well, that's, that's a lot of money. And they act disgusted. <laughs> but I gave them for, I gave them so much for free. And yet they were ungrateful and they always want more. And he said, these little change orders are just killing me. He says, maybe I just shouldn't be such a nice guy, but that's who I am. And I don't want to build crap houses. That's what he said. And I thought, golly, that sounds like situations I've been in where we give a little bit more for free. We do it the way we would want to do it, maybe, or we would want it done. And then it's not really met with thankfulness. In fact, it actually makes it harder to do future change orders, I think, because maybe you've given stuff away for free. We're, all, we're, we're always told to over-deliver, aren't we? Was it under-promise and, and, and over-deliver? Ah, yes. That's, that is the phrase. That's right. So yeah. what do we do? I feel, I feel for your friend. That's, that's for sure. Because if you are, it's not like, I was going to say, it's not like in our business where you're giving away time, which of course time is valuable, but he's actually giving away as well as time, a physical, you know, product, that's you right. know, so yeah. it actually is costing him more money. I don't know if I've ever actually gone that extra mile and provided something that, uh, that could be considered a big deal, you know, in inverted commas. Maybe in my case, it was just, maybe I'm just a tight ass. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I just well, stick I, to the contract. I don't know. I remember I would have designers and I didn't like, I would have designers who would do a comp. And I thought as their boss, I was like, you know, agency work. I said, oh, that looks great. And they're like, no, it can be better. <laughs> and I'd say, no, but I think the client's going to like it. We're, we're at like 95% of budget. I can't let this be released. I can't have my name on this. I've got, I'll spend the weekend or uh, let me just have one more day to redo it, which is code for please pay me for one more day 
to, to do it, right? Because I don't want anybody working for free. So then I would be trying to please both the designer who was saying, or, or even the programmer, somebody who's saying, I want, I think this can be better. I want to be proud of it. I don't want to create crap houses, that sort of thing. Yeah. And the client who I know in my head would, would have loved the first one just fine, right? That They wouldn't have said anything. Um, yeah. But I think there's a difference, isn't there, between the 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 need for perfection or maybe it is the same though because it, it, it's like you said it's a reflection on me it's a reflection on my work so that need for perfection and wanting to get it right by doing something you know until it's right i think is maybe slightly different to actually going out of your way to e- offer something extra so so it could be that the designer needs to have their their design perfect but then it would be on top of that he's also going to I don't know, maybe create the homepage for the, the mobile app or something, you know, just as a, sure. just, just as a, you know, right. because I'm a nice guy. Um, and I've right. definitely never done that. So, <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe, maybe the, maybe the designer is going to do a homepage layout for desktop and that's going to cost $500, but they think, Oh, I don't want it to look terrible on mobile. So I'll go ahead and add in the mobile design as well. Right. I, yeah. Maybe. Now I'm hearing that out loud. Maybe, at least in my own mind, perhaps that freebie is then devaluing what it actually costs. You know, right. to 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 create that 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 extra go the extra mile to create that extra. You know, so your friend is putting down an extra four feet, and that is obviously coming out of his own pocket, or at least redu- or at least reducing the profit on what he's uh, already quoted for. So. So therefore, you know, maybe the customer thinks, well, you know, if you can give me four feet for free, then how can another four feet actually cost X? Right. Um, so maybe that freebie is just devaluing actually the service. Instead of being the, the, the nice guy, the nice gal that we want to play out to be, maybe we are just literally, you know, sort of devaluing um, our time, you know, our professionalism, our, our years and years of training and, and studying. Maybe, I'm maybe starting that's to the think way it is. so. In fact, in that case of the concrete, the, the person said, well, well, how much for another four feet? And my friend said, $500. And the guy went, whoa, $500. And, th- and then he Googled how much does concrete cost? And he <laughs> called him the next day and he said, concrete's only $140, uh, uh, you know, or like uh, that much concrete's only $140. And you want to charge me $500? Are you trying to rip me off? <laughs> so then it completely went backfired on him. And of course, my friend is such a nice person. And he he just wants to do the right thing. Um, so then he says, well, I, I, you know, basically at that point, I think he'd moved from I like this client to <laughs> I just can't stand this anymore. So he said, fine, don't do it. Right. And don't do it, whatever you want to do. But I wonder if there's also like a control issue. Like, I wonder if the right balance is to call the client and say, we're about to pour now that I'm looking at this. Why don't you come out? I think it would look better with four feet, and that cost would be four or $500. But you're in charge. You decide how to spend your money because it is your money. And I'm just going to give you an opportunity to see this, and if you like it, you can buy it. And if you don't, don't no worry about it, right? We'll just do per the contract. And you know what that sounds like to me? Pricing, pricing packaging, you know, pricing offers, tiered pricing. So you, because you know that the client needs this, this is what they've asked for, this is what they need, this is what you've been willing to provide, but you've also seen that actually, you know, if it was mine, if it was my business and I was wanting to improve it and take it to the next level, or if it was my house, then I would like to be able to add, add this, you know, and therefore you get that chance to 
to add that second tier or that second pricing option mm-hmm. or whatever you know and we're yeah. always we're always talking about that in services army so maybe that's maybe that is the better way to go instead of i don't know and maybe you can be a nice guy in another way you know after, after you earn more money i don't <laughs> i think i think I, I you know my opinion is that he's always going to be a nice guy. Nice people are just nice people. Um, and, and just the fact that he would do the base contract on time and in budget and a quality job, I think that's being a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he, I think, um, as he would say, he's in an industry, and maybe we are too, Nathan, where people have been burned by working with our peers. And he said everybody has got a story about a builder who screwed him, the guy who low bid the whole thing and then made all his money on change orders. Or, And I thought, man, I have literally been told to leave businesses because they said, we, we won't talk to anybody who does websites because you're all a bunch of jerks. The last one didn't call me back. They took my money. They really screwed me. Get out of my store. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we have some some sort of, uh, you know, impressions that we have to overcome as well. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe after the job has been finished and he's just literally provided the service he was contracted to do, you know, whether he made an upsell or not for another four or eight feet, then maybe after that's done and has been paid, well, then, he, you know, he can give them a new post box to put on the end of the, to put on the, end of the drive or something. Or, yeah. You know, but once the deal's been done, then just saying, well, here's a... A friend, a friend of ours, um, actually sends out thank you packages once a project has ended. You know, mm. once it, once the deal's been done, it's finished, it's been paid, everyone's happy. Then, oftentimes, she'll send out a thank you package. You know, whatever that might be. She's got to know the client and got to know. You know, they like this coffee or that chocolate or this right. football team or whatever. You know, um, maybe, maybe that's a safer that's way a of doing idea. it. That's that's a great idea. Um, yeah, and if you know in advance you're going to do it, then you can sort of think to yourself, the way I'm going to be a nice person is keep my promises, do what the contract says, deliver on time, and at the end, the bonus is the chocolate, or I like the post box idea if you're a builder, <laughs> uh, right? Or, or something like that. Um, some little celebration. People will, will really remember those things. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and, and that's what she said as well, that it's, it's, um, to make it sound a little colder than perhaps it is, it sets you up beautifully then for future relationships because you know they they're going to remember that and they're going to be more inclined to to then talk about you to to their friends and and to you know to other potential customers that could be referrals. So yeah, I've always thought that was a great idea. It's not something I've ever done, but I've always thought it was a great idea. So <clears throat> well, and the post box idea sits out front of your house, and you know you could imagine. It, people would point to it and say, oh, that was a gift from the builder after we were finished. <laughs> and it came with a bow and it's a very nice, you know, it's a hundred dollar post box or something. And it's right? only got one tiny logo of his business on the side of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey, so, right, exactly. So I've got a question for you, actually. Um, we're going to, we're starting to look for a, someone to help us out with development at Nusi. So... Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Michael is our our sole developer, and yeah. you know it's gone to the point now where we want to move things along. We need to get some help, and we're going to be looking for our first sort of hire, so to speak. And you've obviously nice. dealt with a lot of this in the past. And the thing I think that we are worried about now is making the wrong hire. Um, and hiring developers is tricky, especially I think because at least with. Purely, on a purely professional level, with a designer, for example, you can see whether they've got what you want. 
But with a developer, I think it's more complex because there are so many levels to it. Yes, you can go in and you can look at their code, but um, you're never really going to know how you get on or how the job's going to go until they're already up to their neck in code and perhaps you've already spent who knows how many thousands of dollars. So I just wonder if you had any sort of general experience or general advice rather that you could give me when it comes to A, getting the right person on the team and then B, and Michael has said this since the very, very beginning, we don't want to become managers. You know, we're a small business. We're a small company. We don't want to become managers. So I just wonder if you had any sort of general advice around those two those two areas. How do you have contractors and not act like a manager? You take whichever question you want first. But well, okay. So let's take the easy one, which is how do I find people? I thought that was going to be the harder one, and then you threw the second one in. <laughs> no, no, no. The second one is the, is the curveball. Yeah, yeah. So how do you find people? Well, just like designers, right? You 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 look for the resume and then you look at the work they've done, but. In the case of programmers, and is this person going to be remote anywhere in the world, or is this going to be nearby? It's more than likely going to be remote, I think, so we can find the best person for the job. Okay. If, if it's possible to have them come and work side-by-side side with Michael for a day, that is probably the best investment you could make, mm-hmm. to have that person and Michael literally sitting at the same computer and keyboard and have them coding together like at Michael's house or go to a, 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 you know, a co-working space, right? Just for a day. Because at the end of that day, if Michael can't stand, if he the whole time or halfway through the day, he's thinking, I can't wait for this to be over, that's the wrong hire. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know what? I have to say out loud now, damn, because that's exactly what Michael said. He said he wanted, he wanted somebody who could work local enough to at least have some kind of contact and to be able to come in and work together. Yeah. So, but, but if the person, let's say they're in Oregon where I live and this is just the right person at the right price and they want to work European hours and you can't afford to fly them to Spain, you can also have them work remotely using many of the remote tools and have them literally work together remotely for say six hours, which is sort of about a working day's worth of work and, Mm -hmm. and have them sit down and say, the working interview is where you and I will be be on, you know, we'll be on Slack and we'll be on uh, like some screen sharing. And what we're going to do is we're going to work together. We've got video and we've got audio and we're going to sort of pretend that this is how we're going to work together. It's not going to be as effective, but still the personality smells will come out. And if it doesn't, if Michael can't wait to be done with that in three hours, then I wouldn't hire the person. And what about things like tests and sort of sort of giving them mini tasks, should we say, or mini features? Or how did you go about hiring in the past when, at uh, the agency? Yeah. I've used I've used tests. Um, I've had tests give me great results. I've also had tests give me false positives, where they create a sense of confidence. And then the person comes in, and I look at their work, and I think the test said they knew how to do this. Well, they clearly didn't. They they were a good test taker, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think showing past projects is uh, is a better way, or even giving mini assignments, and then time boxing how much time. This is very common in our industry. You have a standard sort of take home test. You say you have 24 hours to build this little thing using this tool set and this framework, and 
you know, spend no more than five hours on it and then show your work and come back and do a presentation and walk us through what you did. Talk about your design decisions, your technical decisions. Talk about what you were thinking here. Um, I think that's a good way to, to kind of start things off. Many people these days won't want to participate. So that actually takes out a whole group of people who think they're a little kind of maybe arrogant mm -hmm. and who feel they're better than that. Because at the end of the day, I think you want someone who's, who has humility, who wants to be a team player, and, and who doesn't irritate the other people on the team. I mean, not irritating is like the number one thing <laughs> you could be. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be pretty important as well. Yeah. So now let's go to the next question because you threw the curveball. Let's go how to the curveball. So you asked, how is it that you and Michael can hire someone and not be managers, right? Yeah. And yeah, we we don't want to be the manager. We don't want to be that person, you know, who's having to always be checking in and to follow up and to, I don't know, maybe maybe we want our cake and eat, and eat at the same time. I'm not sure if it's even possible when, uh, you, when you're taking on a hire. You know, um, I, at, when I first heard the question, I thought, well, who would this person say they reported to? Let's pretend you hire them and, mm -hmm. and you say, we don't have any managers around here, so we're all three a team, right? Well, clearly you and Michael own the company. And so yeah. when he goes home and talks <laughs> to his spouse or his friend, he might say, well, I think I have two bosses, but I'm not sure. Or maybe I don't have any. But I'm not, I'm not really sure who can fire me, who gives me promotions, who gives me a raise, who does my annual evaluation, who does my one-on-one -on -one meeting, who tells me I'm doing a good job, let alone what if I get slightly different priorities or requests from both sides, mm -hmm. right? That can be kind of confusing for uh, anyone, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and so if you don't want to be managers, then you might actually have to be leaders, which is a different sort of thing altogether. Well, that already, that already sounds better. So let's have a look at what it means to be a leader then and not a manager. I, I think it's just that we have this idea or I have this idea of what a manager is and it's something I don't like. Um, I don't want to be the, you know, the person responsible for making somebody feel like Dilbert, you know, or... or or whatever the case might be, it's so. Yes, it wouldn't be. Well, it would be a team, but it wouldn't be someone brought on on the same level as Michael and myself. Obviously, for obvious oh. reasons. I mean, yeah. uh, we're the two co-founders, but exactly. we but we don't want to create that relationship, that sort of scenario or feeling of oh, they're always checking in, they're always breathing down my neck, they're always. I don't know. I mean, how how, yeah. do, you, how do we make that you distinction? To, you don't want to be a bad manager. Yeah, but yeah. but let me tell you this. As soon as there's hierarchy and power, which you have the power to fire him, he doesn't have the power to fire you, and I'm being gender a little, you know, or he or she, right? You're going to have certain power over them. You're going to have the ability to give them more money. You're going to have the ability to let them go, to fire them. You're going to have the ability to give them more money uh, or less money and time off. So that's just a very natural part of the relationship. You're at the top of the power dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and if, so my number one advice is don't pretend it's not like that. <laughs> don't pretend <laughs> that you're friends. As soon as you do that, it becomes really confusing because it's sort of like uh, everybody in the room knows it's true, 
but you're not acting like it. I don't know if you remember the the show The Office, like mm-hmm. the British show The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what that boss did is he pretended he wasn't a manager, but a friend, right? Be my, I'll be your friend. I'm the greatest friend, you know, and, but yet, so then when he had to do boss things as he would do from time to time, uh, he didn't like it. He wasn't good at it. And everybody else didn't know how to respond to him. In fact, most people didn't know how to respond to him anyway, Hmm. right? Because he's not acting like the role that he has. And the role is the reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reality is, is you and Michael can fire this person. So <clears throat> don't pretend you can't, right? Don't pretend you're all equals. Okay. But you can pretend that you all, and you can, this isn't pretend, you can all have equal ideas and you can all have equal respect. Mm-hmm. And so you can, this is, I think, what leaders do is you create a, a culture of, on, at your company of how, uh, how ideas are treated from everyone. Can this person bring, what kind of ideas can they put forth? What kind of risks can they take? Uh, how, how much freedom do they have with their time schedule? You can think about those things in advance and then talk about them and try as you're, and you can just acknowledge, I'm a new leader. Like it's been Michael and I, I led me and he led him. And once in a while we sort of led each other, but mostly we're kind of new at this. So what we'd like to try in this new role, you're our first guinea pig, like having a first kid, right? <laughs> I, we never did this before. Why not say, okay, so this is what we believe in. We believe everybody's opinions are good and everybody should have a voice on certain kinds of decisions. And the kinds of decisions that you're going to have a lot of input on are these kinds of decisions. And these other decisions, you're probably not going to have a lot of input on for the first six months. Mm-hmm. Pricing. You're going to, this person, can they, t- like, maybe a pricing conversation would feel really weird, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely want somebody who was going to have input on what their their responsibilities were. I mean, we wouldn't want somebody who was just going to follow, you know, orders to the letter because, you know, anything that can help make a product or a process better, then, you know, we'd, we'd be silly mm-hmm. not to want to, to hear that kind of feedback. So, yeah, definitely we would, uh, that's the kind of thing we would value for sure. Now, Michael just had a child in the last couple of years, right? Yeah, yeah. And do you perceive that having a child has caused him to spend any less time programming and any more time with the child? Uh, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. And then having a kid means you're going to spend some amount of time being a parent. Well, you're going to spend some amount of time being a leader. So the amount of time Michael codes or you design or whatever is going to decrease. Mm-hmm. that's a very natural it's just like being a parent right yeah i think that's probably part of michael's concern as well i think is because it's no longer his role 100 percent. in theory that that number those number of hours that he invests into development would be reduced to therefore help someone else to at least initially to, to sort of to get on board and to lead and then hopefully as well in the future it would reduce it anyway so that he could step back. Yeah. You know? So this is um, hopes for the future, you know? So it just depends, I guess. I, w- I would appoint one person to be, the, I, I, would, I would say that this person should probably report to one of you. That oh, way yeah. it's clear to the person. Yeah, right? no, that would be Michael. That, that, that it, would be Michael, It, it would yeah. be pointless for it to be me. <laughs> okay. And then, and then I would say, Michael, like the most important meeting he can set up, the most important thing I think he can do 
after he hires the person and they click and he's excited about it is just to set up for the first three months a weekly one-on-one meeting that's private, that's regular, that's scheduled, happens at the same time every week. And it's about giving feedback. And Michael's actually gonna need to get a lot of feedback because he's never done this before, Mm -hmm. right? Michael has a child. That baby gives him feedback. Baby cries, right? (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully this person won't do a lot of crying. But they'll be able to give different kind of feedback so that Michael can also improve his work. That makes a lot of sense. All right, cool. Yeah, well, it's definitely something we've got to start looking at now. We need to get these hires sorted out, which is going to be kind of exciting and kind of a little bit nerve-wracking as well at the same time. A little nerve-wracking. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. The other thing, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of the contract to hire. I don't know if that's done over there, but that way, if the whole interview seems great and then a month in, you just you just feel the person hasn't really delivered. You know they're on a three month contract at the beginning, and so without any legal obligation and without really any notice, you can say you know that this isn't working out. I, I don't know if you think it's working out, but for us, uh, right, we're we're just going to stop now. So um, contract to hire, and I usually but but I do usually treat them like an employee from day one. Mm-hmm one-on-one meetings and like all the normal stuff because your intention is for them to become a full-time employee for sure cool all right then so um we're back next week right back next week back next week have you got anything ever got anything special going on this week before any courses coming up or anything uh let's see in july i'm doing a in july i'm doing a class in austin uh, a two-day workshop so working on the trying to get folks to buy that and and help offer the opportunity for them to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually attending a six-day workshop in September that I just booked, so that'll be a little treat for myself. Oh, nice. And yesterday and today, they're putting the yard in. So <laughs> I'm very excited to have grass after a couple of years of dirt. Well, that sounds awesome, man. I think Michael, Michael and I are planning our first co-founder, or rather Michael, you know, us two, no one else, uh, mini, mini retreat. It'll be the, the first nice. first time we've ever actually made, you know, the effort. We've talked about it and just gone away for a day or two. And uh, we're going to go away on bikes, of course. So we're going to grab a couple of bikes and go and stay up in the mountains, I think, and uh, just ride around and, and, oh. and talk a lot and think and, and relax, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to it. I've been meaning to do it for a long time. That sounds phenomenal. I, we did that one time at our uh, at our company. It was it was great, and uh, we had lots of big ideas and big thoughts when we came back. So yeah, that was great. I hope it's great for you guys as well. Yeah, well, it's. I think it's going to be in a couple of weeks that Michael's actually gone away to Holland today. So as soon as he gets back, we'll try and sort it out before it gets really hot over here. And uh, mm. yeah, man. All right, well, we'll leave it there then. So we'll be back same time next week. Hope you have a great weekend and enjoy that yard. Hey, thank you. Hey, last thought. One of these days, we should do this live and see if other people want to show up and ask us questions. All right, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, we'll try and sort it out. Think of a way to do that. We'll see if that can be arranged in a couple weeks or something. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. All right, man. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.